The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Half a trillion dollars with the stroke of a pen, which would obviously be the most expensive executive order ever, and incredibly unfair and not progressive. So... Um, I would like to live in a world where you could just declare that stupid and unfair and have it go away, but you can't do that. You have to go through all the legal reasons for doing it. And so a lot of legal experts were saying, yeah, it sounds illegal, but who are you going to find with standing that can actually sue, that can bring that forward? And it looks like we have our first case. Yeah, indeed. The Pacific Legal Foundation is taking the lead, and Allison Soman is a legal fellow with the Center for the Separation of Powers at the Pacific Legal Foundation here to talk about the lawsuit and and the uh, the topics that surround it. Allison, how are you? Doing well, thank you. It's great to be here. How are you today? We're terrific. We're glad you're here. I'm disappointed that you can't just declare something uh, stupid and unfair, and it's good enough. <laughs> I feel that way, too, having been on various cases like these. Um, Let me talk a little bit about what's going on here. So I think you already alluded to this concept of standing. And as you suggested a moment ago, if you have a grievance with the government, if you think what they're doing is wrong or stupid or offensive, be that as it may, that's not enough to get you into court. You have to be able to show that you're injured in a concrete way, in a tangible way, before you can get into court and make your case to a judge. And who did you find that that fits that description for this particular executive order? So this is a little bit unusual. One of our very own employees, Frank Garrison, who's a lawyer with us, I've worked with him before in a different project. He is eligible for loan forgiveness under the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. This is a completely separate federal program where if you work for a qualifying nonprofit or government organization for 10 years, because these organizations tend to do worthwhile work and tend not to pay a lot, if you stay in those jobs and show the Department of Education that you've been staying in that job after 10 years, they will forgive the balance on your loans. 
Frank works for us. We're a qualified nonprofit. So if he stays with us for about another, I believe, about four years, give or take, his his remaining debt will be wiped out by the government, and he would not owe tax on that wiped out debt under the law that created those rules. So where's his injury, though? What's his complaint about that? That sounds like something he would like. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. I'm sorry. So because Biden wiped out $20,000 of Frank's debt early before he would qualify for that loan forgiveness, he faces a tax um, under Indiana state law. Under Indiana law, if, if someone owes you, a, if you owe someone a debt and then that person wipes out your debt, you borrow money for a car and then the other person says, you know what, I don't want to collect that money back from you. That's considered part of your income and so you owe tax on that. So Frank, who is expecting no tax bill for having his debt wiped out later, now all of a sudden is getting hit with a tax bill because of the Biden executive action. And so that, in his view, gives him standing to sue and take on this big unconstitutional power grab. So I have a feeling that I'm asking a question that's going to be answered with a basic concept of constitutional law that I'm just not familiar with. But uh, why not just uh, file suit on behalf of the poor beleaguered taxpayer, part of whose income is going to be used to finance this program? So that's a great question. Um, back in the 1960s and 70s, there were cases that went up to the Supreme Court on similar theories of what was called taxpayer standing. It's interesting for me to get this question over the last few days, because at the time, this was mostly seen as a very liberal cause. The people who were bringing these taxpayer standing suits were environmental activists who were suing the then new Environmental Protection Agency to get it to act more aggressively um, to do, to control pollution, what have you. And the courts were wary of what a big EPA could do to businesses. So they wanted to limit these environmental cases mm. to situations in which people were actually concretely harmed by supposed environmental degradation. It does have this, uh, these cases do have this somewhat unpredictable result, though, mm. that when a president does a big power grab like this, uh, taxpayers who don't want to be stuck um, paying off other people's student loans don't have an obvious recourse. Interesting. And just to be clear, you said that was a good question, but then you said everybody's been asking it the last several days, which means <laughs> oh, it's a oh, very oh, nice, banal. Nice. Way to undermine me. Way to, way to you know, take away my moment in the sun. So I guess, uh, and, and again, I, I probably ought to enroll in a constitutional law class, which I haven't taken in 30 years, but... um. So the president can do something, to my mind, blatantly unconstitutional. I mean, stretch that Heroes Act from uh, the early 2000s beyond recognition and, and with the stroke of a pen enact legislation. But we've got to find somebody specific who's hurt by it. You can't sue in principle. That's correct. So because so because Frank has this specific injury, he owes taxes under Indiana state law. In our view, he qualifies to challenge that big power grab by the president. So what about this latest wrinkle in the last 24 hours where they're trying to get around your particular suit, where the Department of Justice has filed notice confirming that, quote, any borrower who qualifies for automatic debt relief will be given an opportunity to opt out, which, according to one blue checkmark Twitter person, said blows up your entire standing theory. 
So our attorneys are aware of that. They're looking at it carefully. Uh, I believe that they're in court this morning and they're addressing the matter with the judge. We'll see how we'll see how he how he rules on this. Um, I would add that I think we would like to see something more official from the Department of Education and Justice confirming that this is how this will actually work because our attorneys looked very carefully at all of the materials prepared by the White House, by the Department of Education after Biden first announced this policy. At that time, there was no indication of any opt-out. And so I think before, before we move forward, we would like to see some kind of more official confirmation that there actually is going to be an opt-out and that this is how this will work. I would add that ordinarily efforts by a defendant to evade a judgment against them by changing their position abruptly are not favored in the federal courts. Mm. Allison Soman is a legal fellow at the Center for the Separation of Powers. You know, I'm just thinking creatively here. A physical injury would give me standing, right? Yes. Well, this program chaps my ass, (laughs) and that is really painful. No amount of salve is helping. <laughs> yeah, boy, howdy. I hope that maneuver is as unsuccessful as you suggest because it's just so frustrating to see the the power of the executive and the, bu- the abuse of that power just grow by leaps and bounds with every administration, Democratic and Republican. We the people, we have to have a defense. Yeah, and you're a lawyer, so this might not seem as much this way to you as it does to me, but it seems like such a technical, complicated way to go about this when it should be more of just a... We can't have one guy who can spend a trill, half a trillion dollars with one stroke of a pen. I agree that this is a really big reach by the president and that it's really troubling. For us at Pacific Legal Foundation, this isn't really about our having views um, on what should happen with student loan debt, but on the idea that under a constitutional order of government, the president shouldn't be empowered to make these decisions on his own. This is a decision that should be made democratically in the most democratic branch by Congress. Hmm. The HEROES Act, which Biden has asserted as authority, just doesn't simply support the kind of broad loan forgiveness that his White House claims it does clearly clearly indeed allison soman of the pacific legal foundation a terrific organization uh, absolutely worthy of everybody's support allison great to talk to you let's stay in touch on this case all right thank you so much it was great to be here yeah thank it's you it's our pleasure armstrong and getty the elevation with stephen furtick podcast was created with you in mind this is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from god Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.